Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome everyone to the Seum of Sefer Karbonis. Today we conclude the ninth book of the Rambam and we venture forth to tackle the 10th book, the book of Tahara. It was 1990, it was Rosh Chodesh it was a Sunday, and a Rosh Yeshiva from Torah Vadas came to the Rebbe at the line of dollars with a brilliant suggestion. He said, in our yeshiva, we've established a set time every single day, part of the Seder, the Bachram, to study Rambam. Perhaps it would be worthwhile, he tells the Rebbe, to inspire other yeshivas to also do the same thing. The Rebbe seemed a little bit confused by the suggestion. And he told him, I've been talking about this some time. Rambam is not just limited to the world of Bachram and to the yeshiva world. Rambam is for everyone. So in today's program, we're going to try to shatter some stereotypes of who we usually envision the Rebbe included and intended to study his Prakim of Rambam program every, day, every single day. And we're going to begin. We have on today two individuals who are honored to have with us right here, uh, Rabbi Yosef Marcus and Mr. Bobby Lent. In addition to his shlichus in the Bay Area and his local impact, Rabbi Yossi Marcus's reach around the globe is uh, he's at the forefront of Afatza Samayonis in the print world, it's well known. He's translated many works of Chassidus, his editions of the Pirkei Avis and the Haggadah have earned international acclaim. And he spends his days, among many other things, studying daily together with Mr. Bobby Lent, who is a successful entrepreneur who invests in startups in Silicon Valley and in Israel. And he's a prominent philanthropist in the Bay Area's Jewish community. We wanna give a warm welcome to Rabbi Yosef Marcus and Mr. Bobby Lent and uh, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Great to be here. Thank you, Rabbi <laughs> Raleigh. So let's start with you, Rabbi Marcus. Listen, I, 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 there are many shluchim here. One also welcome, by the way, I didn't welcome all those who are on Chabad.org, streaming live on the Facebook page. Um, not too many of them have a chavrusa daily with a community member. So Rabbi Marcus, give us, how did this happen? How does such a thing come about? And maybe I'll start the same thing after I hear. Well, it's a great question, Rabbi Resnick, and I'll tell you, the, um, Bobby and I have been studying daily for a number of years. We were studying Talmud daily, and that's about an hour, an hour a day at least, and we did it very consistently. Bobby's a very consistent person, and it was a challenge. We did it over, you know, during vacations. It didn't matter. There was no, uh, no excuses. We so when we finished doing uh, daily Talmud, we, we went to, uh, we were looking for what are we going to do now? And I suggested let's do Rambam. The Rebbe recommended we do daily Rambam. So we, we started doing daily Rambam. And I said to Bobby, do you, you know, there's different ways of doing it. There's a one chapter and there's a three chapters and uh, Bobby said, well, let's do the three chapter, of course. So we started doing the three chapters and it's really been, been amazing and, and uh, a great chavrusa. Bobby, you second the motion, what he said is true? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's been, uh, it's almost nine years now that we've been doing this now together. The, the seven and a half years of, uh, of, of Daf Yomi and then, uh, uh, now almost a year and a half of uh, of uh, of the Rambam. So you spend a very significant amount of your day each day studying Torah. You obviously have a lot going on um, in the world at large. You're a man of this world. You're a successful businessman. 
tell us why make the investment? Why make the investment in this daily? It's 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 certainly a substantive amount of Torah study. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm not uh, as young as as Rabbi Yossi is, or the, as you are, Raleigh. Um, I, I wish I was. I, I would be an even smarter person today than 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 perhaps I am, but. Uh, I, I think that what's happened is over time you begin to uh, say, okay, I can do this, I can do this, I've got th this success and all that. And then you start to say, what does it really all mean? And I think that uh, ultimately it, it's about, um, you know, we are on, we're on earth only for a certain part of time, uh, a certain portion of the, Jew of the time of the Jewish people and you, you realize that um, there's more to it. Uh, and as you, uh, so it, it, it's, it's really just simply dealing with the fact that uh, we're not eternal beings. <laughs> so uh, we, we've got to deal with what, what's it all about? Why are we here? Wow. Okay, so let me ask each of you, I'll start with you, Rabbi Marcus. What's it like to study, study with Bobby? And then Bobby, I want to know what it's like to study with Rabbi Marcus. <laughs> Well, st studying with Bobby um, is, of course, a, a great pleasure. And I just, I would point, there's many, many things, but just, we, we're short on time. So I'll just mention two things. Number one, on a very practical level, when it comes to halachot, uh, laws that are dealing with business matters, uh, loans and, and purchasing, and th these are things that I, I know from Gemara and from, from Rambam, but it's not something I ever experienced I experienced borrowing. I don't think I experienced lending so much. Uh, but, you know, Bobby will give me the, you know, the, the official business term for, for what ta we're talking about and helps me to understand really what's happening uh, from, from that perspective. And um, the other thing that, that, that was coming up a lot, which is we, we'd be learning, and we know anybody who studied a little Gemara, a little bit of Halacha, you know that there are many, many cases that come up that you're like scratching your head. Why are we even talking about this? Is this ever going to happen? And, you know, for me, I kind of used to it. And so I never I stopped asking that question. And it's, you know, as Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, it's not so much about whether this will ever happen, but that this is the divine law for this in this case. But Bobby always asks, well, why would such a thing happen? And what I realized through that process of asking is that you sometimes find the answer that, it's actually not that strange if you start thinking about it, that this is actually a case that could very possibly happen. And this is the reason why. So those are two very specific things among many of, of my benefits of, of studying with Bobby and hearing things from a different perspective. And now, Bobby, to you, what's it like studying with Rabbi Marcus? Well, you know, I think it's, uh, first of all, I, I uh, there's a, with my wife, I always like to say that it's, uh, you know, who got the, you know, it's a 60-60 between her and she and I, where both of us think we got the better part of the deal. Um, but in my case, I can, I can honestly say I'm getting the better part of the deal uh, in this because um, I, I, first of all, I didn't grow up uh, yeshivish. Uh, I, I grew up Jewishly. I, uh, I have always been on a, on a, on a, on a, uh, uh, on a 
uh, trip, if you will, a, a, on, a, a, trajectory. A, on a trajectory, if you will, that has brought me towards orthodoxy and towards being learned. But the, so I, I first of all get to, to, to vicariously receive his yeshivishness and his scholarly uh, uh, capabilities. And, um, and then I think that it is also, you know, as, as it says in Perkei Avot, we should go and acquire a teacher, but even more important, you should acquire a, 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 a chaver. And in this relationship, we are, I'm able to ask questions from an angle that, you know, he's never seen it from. And similarly, I'm able to, to ask a question and, and get something I could never have imagined in the relationship. So it, it, I think it's really, um, like I said, I, I do believe I'm getting the better part of the deal, but I, I, I'm really learning something really uh, I, that I never got to have. I, you know, it's, it's the one thing I, if I could have changed my life, that would have been the one thing I would like to have had. Wow. So finally, Rabbi Marcus, there are many shluchim here watching, rabbis looking around. Give us an incentive. What, 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 what have you gained? What can we gain from studying Rambam, not only by ourselves, but with a community member? What can we gain from that? What can we, what, what's your sales pitch to why others should do it too? Yeah, so my sales pitch is, first of all, that, you know, I, I hadn't, this is, I think, since I was in Yeshiva, the first time I think that I'm learning Rambam with a study partner, with a Chavrusa. And I have to say that there's a great, great benefit to it. Um, you know, you have a certain time to do it. And I know that's a challenge. It was always a challenge for me um, when it comes to learning is, you know, if you can do it any time of the day, well, it could get pushed off till you're falling asleep. And then, you know, that kind of study that is. So having a, a Chavrusa is like having your, your, your trainer is coming. You got to exercise. So if you have a Chavrusa, it's going to keep you honest. You're going to keep that time. You're going to do it. And also while you're studying with another person, you can't take a phone call. You can't check your WhatsApp. You got to stay focused and you're going to, you're going to get through it a lot quicker. So um, get a Chavrusa. My pitch is get a Chavrusa and, um, and don't, don't, don't make any judgments about who can do it and who can't do it. Uh, you don't have to, as Bobby says, you don't have to grow up in a yeshiva, have gone, having gone to yeshiva to study Rambam, the Rambam specifically wrote it to be uh, available to the, to the widest possible audience. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the same thing back at you. Bobby, give us, this is the final question now as we're going to get ready to conclude the ninth book of the Rambam. Yiddish guy has been enhanced, obviously, by the Rambam. You're spending this day. Give, us the, give the pitch to many other people like yourself. What has it gained you in your Yiddish guide where you would say, hey, this is something, do it. Do it daily. Yeah, I, I, I think it has, I, I would say, besides all the benefits that, that I would completely echo the, the rabbi's uh, benefits that he's, that he's just uh, giving you. Uh, but I would also say that there's another side. We, we've done both Dafyomi and we've done, uh, we, we, we've uh, completed and done the cycle of, of, of Rambam. And the really interesting thing is that what you get uh, from, from doing Daf Yomi is you get to find out how we got there. How did we get to all this? I, I can't tell you that I can remember how every, uh, uh, every time we get to a halakha, uh, go through a halakha in, in, in Rambam, I know 
how that one, you know, knew that one beforehand. But as you're in the middle of it, maybe you don't even really completely realize what, you, what you're seeing and what, what's happened, but you're seeing, some, you're witnessing uh, a really authentic moment uh, and sharing it. You know, if we look at it from the way that the, the Delta Rebbe looked at it, we're even like, cosmically there, we're there with um, the with, with the Tanaim and we are and and with the the Amorim and we are we are living it, and you get to see how real what we are, what our uh, what we have as a, a Jewish family um, is. It's it, it 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 really comes. You can trace it all the way. It, it, in fact, we know we can trace our way all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. So there's no doubt how it got exchanged. We even go through it in Pirkei Avot, exactly how it got to us and got transmitted to us. And it's that fact that we can then see it, feel it, then see how it comes with, with Rambam. We see how it, how it really gets fully translated into the real halakha, the, what it really is. And then we even see Ravad come in and, and, and say, no, you didn't get it right. And, and so it's all honest. And when you see that much authenticity and honesty, you can now say, I know that Moshe Rabbeinu was there with Hashem, that he had the most incredible relationship one could ever have. And we're all the benefactors of that. We are all the students. We all have, there's a song that uh, um, uh, Yossi's brothers have, which is, uh, there's a spark of, of Moshe in, in, in everybody. Well, we get that spark. And that, and, and that is what really tells you what we have is real. And, and that God is real. And, and that everything that, that we have as a heritage is real because it got dealt with very carefully. If that isn't a beautiful way to end, what is? May God bless the two of you that just as you've merited to finish this book, may you merit to finish many more books of the Rambam, long healthy years of study, and may your study together inspire many such study partners to be replicated throughout this globe. God bless both of you, Rabbi Marcus and Mr. Bobby Len. Thank you very much for joining us today. Now we're going to ask Rabbi Marcus to please conclude the ninth book of the Rambam for us, the book of Carbones. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment. Today we conclude. If you're in a different part of the globe and you've, it's already tomorrow, so then you concluded yesterday. Please, it's on the screen. And now Rabbi Marcus is going to teach the last uh, halacha. Thank you, Rabbi Raleigh. The last halacha can, contains a halacha, but also as, as the Rambam usually does at the end, or I think always does at the end of a book, he gives us a, a little sermon. So let's start. Ver, uh, it's uh, Halacha 13. Halacha Yudgimel. Ve'ein ma'arimin al-behemes hektish lahaktish ubra kedusha acheres elahari kedushas imoy. One may not use a clever technique. As he said in the previous halacha, you could do that with a bachor, but you cannot use the change the fetus of a consecrated animal to another purpose. Instead, it is consecrated with the holiness of its mother. And the rationale is that the offspring of a consecrated animal becomes consecrated in the womb as we explained. Thus, every fetus is consecrated with the holiness of its mother and its holiness cannot be changed in the womb as one may with regard to a firstborn animal. The rationale is that a firstborn animal becomes consecrated only when it emerges from the womb. Now, here's where the Rambam goes into the sermon. Although all of the statutes of the Torah are decrees, as we explained in the conclusion of Hilchot Mi'ilah, it is fit to meditate upon them and wherever possible 
to provide a reason, one should provide a reason. And the sages of early generation said that King Solomon understood most of the rationales of all the statutes of the Torah, what are called the chukim. It appears to me, says the Rambam, that the verse, it, it and the animal to which his holiness will be transferred shall be consecrated, shares a similar motivating rationale as the verse, if the one who consecrates it shall redeem his house, he shall add a fifth of the money of the redemption valuation to it. The principle behind these laws is that the Torah descended to the bottom of a person's thoughts and the scope of his yetzeharah, for human nature tends to increase his property and attach importance to his money. Even though he made a vow or consecrated something, it's possible that he will reconsider, change his mind and redeem it for less than it's worth. Hence, the Torah states, if he redeems it for himself, he must add a fifth. As we know from Tanya, that we all have a godly soul and an animal soul. And the godly soul is very generous. But afterwards, the animal soul can wake up and say, wait, let's maybe make a change. So the Torah recognizes this. And it says, <clears throat> Torah states, if he redeems it for himself, he must add a fifth. Similarly, if, if he consecrated an animal, in a manner that its, physical, that its physical person becomes consecrated, he might reconsider. In this instance, since he cannot redeem it, he will exchange it for a lesser animal. If he consecrated a big ox, and then he says, oh, I like that ox. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a different animal, the, the carbon. Says the Torah, you can't do that. If he was given permission to exchange a superior animal for an inferior one, he will exchange an inferior one for a superior one and claim that it was superior. Therefore, the Torah removed that option forbidding all exchanges and penalized him that if he made an exchange, it and the animal to which its holiness will be transferred shall be consecrated. Um, all of these ordinances are to subjugate one's evil inclination. I'll go back to the Hebrew here. V'chol elu hadvarim. Can you go back up for the Hebrew? V'chol elu hadvarim. All of a little bit further. All of these things, all of these things are in order to subjugate the Yitzhara and to fix our inclinations. Most of the laws of the Torah are, 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 are advice from God, from the great giver of, of advice. Straighten in our deeds and to fix our characteristics. And so it says in Mishlei, This concludes the book of Sefer HaKabonais. You want me to start? Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And from California, Maskifim. We don't want to in any way revel in our accomplishments and feel ourselves that we've actually done something. We want to right away tackle a book, which sometimes can feel like an overwhelming and challenging book, the book of Tara. And we're going to now travel right around the world as we're going to ask a 10-year-old boy, a 10-year-old boy who spends his time every single day studying with his brother and with his father. We'll introduce them shortly, but let us now ask Shmulek, Butman from Cambodia to wow. open and read for us and teach us the first halacha of Sefer Tara. Shmulek, please take it away.
המייס מטעמי במאגו ובמאסו ובאוהל תומאס שיבו. ותומאס מאגו ואוהל מפעלו השם בתיאור. שנאמר, המגיע במייס לכל נפש אדם בתום השיבש יומים. ונאמר, כל הבוהל אוהל וכל השם באוהל יתמש שיבש יומים. יש הכוח, יש הכוח. So we move from California where a shliach learns with a community member and a businessman to Cambodia where a shliach spends his time learning with his two children, 12-year-old Zalman and 10-year-old Shmulek. Rabbi Butman, in addition to being a dear friend and a colleague, runs the Chabad institutions in the country of Cambodia. He is actually celebrating this week, this Shabbos, he is celebrating the bar mitzvah of his son Zalman. No one is able to travel to Cambodia. So first of all, on behalf of everyone here, Chabad.org and all those participating and who will watch later on, we want to wish a heartsige, a heartfelt mazel tov to Zalman Butman on his bar mitzvah, the Shabbos. The world is celebrating together with you, even though in person you might not have them all there joining you. So mazel tov, mazel tov. Rabbi Butman, Cambodia has been locked up, I know, for a while. I don't know if Rabbi Butman has seen another Frum Jew in person for the last uh, year or so. He's been locked in his country. And he has not left his post. He's dedicated himself and his family. May they be well to their shlichus in Cambodia. We want to welcome Zalman. Zalman, you learn with your father every day. How long have you been learning Shlesha Prakim Rambam, Zalman? Um, I'm learning Shlesha Prakim from um, Sefer Shoftim on the last Machzar. We, we, were le- um, we, we had to learn something in order to, in our online school. So we started to learn Rambam every day to get points, and we continued from there till now. How many languages do you speak, Zalman? I speak um, Hebrew, English, um, and a little bit Yiddish, and a little bit Khmer. What's the last one? Khmer, the local language. Khmer, okay. <laughs> so tell us, what's your say there, Yem? There's probably not a good cheder and a day school in Cambodia yet. Your parents will build a beautiful cheder in yeshiva soon. But right now, there's probably not one. Um, uh, you're getting mazel tov wishes of your bar mitzvah from around the world in the chat. Tell us, where do you go to yeshiva and how do you find the time to spend your time learning Rambam? Um, my cheder um, is in actually on Europe time, on Europe zone time. So I am starting to learn from afternoon over here. And in the morning, I'm davening and also learning Rambam after that. So in the morning, at what time of day do you start school? In, um, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. So till 2 p.m., you have your father's special cheder that he's created and is going to be now replicated around the world because many other tatis and shluchim are going to start learning after this interview with their children. But tell us, Zalman, you've learned Rambam. Uh, do you, you what, 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 give, give us what you, as a pre-bar bacher, have learned Rambam, what you can tell us that you've gained since Sefer Shreftim, so you're almost one time through the entire Machser. Please, tell us. There's a few things that uh, the Rambam could go, um, is giving me. Well, um, the first one is the Kiyom of the Rav, the Rebbe to learn Rambam, and that's very important that I could and especially that the last two sparring, Avoida and Carbonius, were all about Beis HaMikdash. Um, so it's very co- connecting me to what will be then. And like we're saying to each other, let's do this halacha good. If we won't know it when Moshiach comes, what we should do. <laughs> so it, it, we are um, 
these farm are giving me much more um, connection to Moshiach and the Gilda session. Wow. Wow. Zalman, kol kavod asach hatzlocha in your learning, and you should go mechayel ochayel achasi to shemayim and alamdin. And as you can see in the chat, the whole world is wishing you a heart sick and mazel tov. Okay, now we're going to ask Zalman to close his ears. I'm just kidding. But Tati, okay, everyone has the same question. Come on, a 12-year-old boy, he really understands what he's learning? Come on, is your son just a muhsher? Maybe you have a special child and it's a, a Baruch Hashem. Or is this something that I can also learn with my 12-year-old? Is this something unique? Tell us, does he really understand what's going on? And give us a little bit. We all want, we want to know the real story, not just from him. Well, the part, the part I don't want him to hear is that, yes, he is somewhat a muhsher. <laughs> but um, yeah, Shmuelik is with us as well, and there is much more than they pick, that they pick up than I thought. You know this. You know the story the Rebbe repeats about uh, about a man that brought his uh, baby to the Sima Sechta on Erev Pesach. And people asked him, well, "Does he understand?" So he said, "In the, in the elder, the, the elder ones do understand." So random can be a challenge for anyone. Anyone, uh, particularly in the years that I pushed off Ramam for the for the pre-Krishna Shalomita, then definitely became hard or post-hard. It becomes time when it's not hard anymore because you're just killing, killing it. Um, but uh, when setting up a time in the morning and learning every day, and you know what? Actually, the children make me learn better way because with them, you can't say, ah, oh, that's it. What, that, that's what it is. They, they, they demand explanations. Uh, do they understand? Yes, they understand. Um, most of that definitely, and oftentimes I find them reminding me things we've learned before and I forgot. We just had recently an incident of carbon uh, uh, Pesach, which was already mentioned in Tmidinum Musafin when uh, uh, we learned this, and I said, I never knew this, that there's any other carbon other than carbon Pesach that can be done post Tamish Ben Arabayim. Someone says, Dad, we learned already in Tmidinum Musafin that Mukhusrika Pora can also do that. Uh, the quiz actually also helps us. Um, uh, we receive every day through the, the Rambam resources, a quiz with six questions, two on each parak, and that uh, puts us in, in, in shape. It encourages the children to learn because they know tomorrow there are questions. And it also gives us a reflection. Yeah, yesterday wasn't such a good day. We can see that we cannot answer the questions as well as we sometimes do. Um, the children are very involved, even to the parts that they don't, if, they're, if, if you're concerned about your children not understanding, it still transforms the entire family. The children are concerned with this. Ramam is every single day, seven days a week. So like a few days before Yom Kippur, already came a time, Shmulik is asking, Shmulik was nine, then he says, Tati, Yom Kippur is coming. We're not going to be able to, there's no time. The break is only an hour. You always go to rest. You have an older five, five shows by the Amit. There's no way I can even, I can learn at that time. And we made up in advance. The, on Yom Kippur, we're going to learn before Shachis. And they knew already a few days before Yom Kippur, they're already settled. A few days ago, Zalman turned to me and said, Dati, I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned. I have something to talk to you about. I prepared myself for a serious conversation. And he says, we're, we're proceeding to see if the Taira, I'm not so sure how we're going to cross this. And every time we got stuck with one prakim, a deep prakim, I, I, I was telling them, ah, wait for Taira to come, don't complain now. And here Taira comes and he's concerned. So it definitely, it, they're definitely very involved and yes, they do understand. So I'm gonna skip around over here. Now, you know, we think about uh, learning with our children. There are obviously certain parts of Rambam that we would consider to be under normal circumstances, not things that we would discuss with children. Sneeze purposes, these are not necessarily areas of life that we would discuss with 10-year-olds, with 12-year-olds. Uh, do you learn those parts with them? 
Do you skip over those parts with them? How do you learn those parts with them? And uh, I think uh, it's a question that many people might have. Right. We learn everything. Um, Shmulek is still at the stage of uh, being told sometimes we will develop on this later. But Zaman at this point is very familiar with, I, I would say, most things we learn. Um, back in the day, I consulted with Rabbi Golchovsky regarding the matter on both edge and first how to how to come to how to teach it to children. I was learning before we started. I was learning Chumash with Zalman, Chumash Rashi thoroughly and of the Chitas, and things come up sometimes. And second, also our children, uh, let's not hide. We knew more than what our parents wanted us to know when we were that age. Today, they for sure know much much more than we did. How do we face this? How, we, how do we address this? And like Golchowski told me that, that questions are answering one another. Torah is the great tool, a great means through which you should and have to bring this up. Teach it in a way that you want him to know it. Make sure it's done in a holy way around the Torah. You don't always have to go into clear, you know, um, a graphic of what it is, but whatever is needed to understand Torah will be a great way to teach and also a great way to guide a child uh, towards uh, facts of life and what uh, what he should be expecting in a, at a later stage. Um, Baruch Hashem Zaman has been very comfortable bringing up the topic already more than once. And as he grows up, I feel sharing more, guiding more, encouraging more, and so on. And it definitely works beautiful. Wow. Looking okay. forward to do the same with Shmolik sometimes. So. Wow. Okay, so that's that, that's what your children gave, and that's how you get to your children. What about Tatis? This is a, a, a now give a sales plug to us Tatis. Uh, of how of, of why what we can say, see to gain out of this and why what what benefits we can gain from this. Well, first, like Rabbi Marcus has mentioned, any chavrusa puts two things. First, it will put seriousness to the learning, and it puts a uh, a uh, not a compass but like a, a, a strong foundation. I I I I can stronger relate now to what Al Rebbe says, it shouldn't only be a Kviyas Bizman, but also Kviyas Benefesh, because Kviyas Bizman does imply on Kviyas Benefesh as well. Um, my personal benefits, first and foremost, would be uh, the connection with the children. Uh, I feel much more connected to them than before from, for the mere fact that I've spent hours with them, but having those hours revolve around Torah and around Teichem Likazach allows both um, um, good quant quality quantity of time and also quality time in or out of the learning, which bonds us in a very strong way that I could not have imagined before uh, a father-son relationship can reach. And that's out of all, I think, the greatest benefit. Wow. Okay. So you're in Cambodia. You're uh, there. Um, I understand that. Uh, how's COVID the situation in Cambodia? Strangely, great. Um, it's very, uh, the, the country is very vacuumed. Um, there's almost no uh, flights coming in or going out. Um, when I did dream of, go, of, 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 you know, sticking my nose out, I knew it's going to be revolving a very long process of coming back, which, which I refrained from. Um, but within so the country- how does Rambam, so, so how does Rambam fit into COVID life in, in Cambodia? It actually was Dover Beitoy Matoy. I keep asking myself, will I be able to provide so much time to the morning? It's, it, the truth is, for, for us, it's far beyond Rambam. This is, I'm with the children from 7 a.m. till, till 10.30 about, which includes cities before davening. They do on their own. I do with the Chabrusa and then davening together and then Rambam together and Chomish. 
Will I be able to give it to continue this after COVID? I don't know. Definitely COVID has allowed this. And this has given to, it has donated a lot to my COVID schedule or no schedule uh, to give, to give uh, uh, certainty and, and token to the day. But I think they, they definitely went hand in hand, COVID and, and this ma major addition um, to our morning schedule. Aha. Uh -huh. And 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 some and, and the shluchas and the shluchas is somehow uh, the, the kids pay for the bills. The, the everything it pays from from You know when your jokes around the supper table when someone leaves something on the on the plate that it may become pigle. Look, hear this from a ten year old child. Really, really the whole the whole the whole atmosphere in the house changes. And in the shluchas, uh, the, the the way it affected me the most is is financially. I've always seen all throughout my shlichus years that the times that I was focusing better on Rambam and not creating chayvus has influenced uh, no chayvus on, on, uh, on the financial budget of the Beis Chabad, but I can clearly testify there has not been a year that I finished a financial year so far on the plus from zero. I usually aim for zero and uh, it, it was, it's far beyond there, at least in my assumption. So lastly, before we let you go and before we conclude and we start the, the uh, quiz, What's your message to everybody out there for someone who is an inspiration and learning with their children, Rambam? Give us a final thought to take away here, please, today. My, my final thought would be that some people take, that if they want to learn Torah, if they want to commit now to a new shiur, if they want to bring more Torah into the day, they'll take something on top of the, of the shiurim akvoyim. The shiurim akvoyim, the chitas Rambam, becomes something like, like the, like the, like the davening. And there's no reason for that. I think that the idea of Isaac Batir, of taking Torah as a, as, 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 a, as a business, taking it as a, as a personal matter, is take that very Rambam, you can, you want to, what do you want to learn? You want to learn a half hour a day, an hour a day, an hour and a half a day. It is, it can all be done through Rambam. And Rambam, besides being a, a uh, Takon of the Rabbi and the Iskashur's part, it's like, you can with one year become knowledgeable in every field of Torah. It brings halachas, halachas in a Mesuradik way. It, it, it will help your, your learning of the next year, take that next year for, for the, to the next level. There's really, the Rebbe took for us a, a, a good cherry. There's, there's, there's no reason not to invest in this part of Torah, not only as what your holy shurim akvim are, but also your geshmak and learning and expanding on Torah should be. Thank you very, very much, Rabbi Bultman. A heart to gemazel tov, you should have Yiddish, Chesidish, and from your Shmulik, from your Zalman, and all your Kindalach. For Langa Guzun to Yaren, you should be Mamali, your Shlichus, and you serve as an inspiration to, from one side of the globe in California to Cambodia on the other side of the globe. The world is being filled, the Malar is Deus Hashem, the world is being filled with Limit Hatera. Let us conclude with a quiz. Uh, we have, I believe, a $100 gift card that is uh, going to go for Svarim. And uh, if the moderator can please put up the quiz, uh, everyone will be able to fill out the quiz to the best of their ability to see how much they remember from Safer Carbonis. We'll give a few moments for that. 